Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Dietetics with Dana. I'm Dana, a registered dietitian and registered dietitian exam tutor, and this is my podcast where we talk about all things dietitian and RD to be. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the process I want you to go through in order to create a study schedule. Now, having a schedule, I find most people overlook. A lot of people think that creating a quote-unquote schedule for the RD exam is going, okay, I'm going to get the Inman, I'm going to get this class, I'm going to go to these classes, and I'm going to do that for four weeks. And that is not a study schedule. That's called a timeline for when you would like to take the exam. But when we're all loosey-goosey in our study schedule, it's already setting us up for failure because we don't really have any metrics of how quickly I should move through the material, how much time I should take on each of the materials. So one thing that I really suggest that you do when you're making your schedule is to just first say, when do I have time to study? And, you know, a little spoiler alert, this is not going to be eight hours a day. This is not going to be four hours after work. You really need to start with being really realistic. Um, And I know that a lot of you guys, I find, are working full time, you have kids, part-time job that's busy, you know, maybe you want to do other things with your life rather than study. So before you think about when you can study, I need you to first think about like, what else do you have going on? And that's often a question I'm asking my students. Like, what else are you doing besides studying for this exam? Because as much as much as we wish, our lives do not stop for this exam. So really the first thing we need to do is kind of respect, well, what are things that are not going to slow down while we're studying for the exam? You know, what are my work hours? When do I have to pick up my kids? When do I, you know, need to make dinner, meal prep? All of these things we need to take into account because we often forget them, right? If you're working, let's say, a nine-to-five job, what time are you getting home? Are you getting home at 6.30? Okay, well, at 6.30, are you sitting down to study? Probably not, right? So a lot of the time with my students, I'm saying, okay, well, you might be done with whether it's work or something with the kids at this time, but what time are you actually able to sit down, right? For me, I know when I get home, I get home usually around four o'clock and I don't really want to work until 4.30, right? Get myself a snack, walk around my house, say hi to my plants. So even though I get home at four, right, and I could technically start working at four o'clock, I don't want to. It's not going to be good for me to not have that break. And that's something you need to schedule in as well. Well, you know, when I get home from work or also on the morning side, right? When you wake up, if you wake up at seven, are you at your desk at seven? No, you really want to kind of be realistic and say, what are the other things I need to be doing with my time? And also kind of After I have a transition period, you know, whether that's 30 minutes or an hour, when am I actually able to kind of sit down and start studying? And that time that you can sit down and have that quality study time, I would recommend at least a 45-minute block. That's going to be your studying start time. So like I said, even though I get home at 4, 
my studying start time would be 4.30. So think about that in your schedule. And that's kind of your starting time for, you know, your weekdays. This is your studying time. Now, once you kind of have that studying start time, the next thing to think about is what is going to be the duration of your studying. Like I said in the front episode, a lot of people are so, 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 so tempted to be like, well, I'm just going to study four hours. I'm going to study eight hours. So what I ask when I'm doing my students' study assessments is I say, what is your attention span, right? And if you tell me five minutes, obviously we're going to have to work on that. But, you know, I want you to tell me, well, is it 45 minutes? Are you someone who can power through for two hours? Because we need to do what works best for you. Using myself again as an example, I'm a 45-minute kind of gal where I'm going to study for 45 minutes. At 45 minutes, I need a break. I need to go on my phone, need to do other things. But having kind of that, you know, time frame of, okay, 45 minutes solid studying, I can say, yep, I can make that 45 minutes really, really quality studying. And that's the thing you want to remember with your saying, I want quality. I don't care if you're saying I'm studying every day. Okay, well, well, what are you doing? You know, so it's so much better to have, you know, an hour, two hours of really quality studying versus four hours where you're getting bored in the middle, taking a break, you're on your phone, you're like not really watching the video. So you really want to be able to say, okay, well, what works for me? And for some of you guys, it's going to be smaller chunks. For some of you guys, it's going to be longer chunks. But knowing that is kind of your second layer. So you're saying, okay, well, I can start to study. And again, we'll kind of do my example at 4.30. And then I'm 45 minutes. So for me, it's going to be realistic to say two 45-minute chunks. I'll start at 4.30. Then I'll do 45 minutes. Take a break. You know, I always like to ask my students, when are you eating? When are you eating dinner, right? So for me, it would be study, dinner. Okay, then study again and saying, okay, that's realistic for me. Again, everyone's study schedule is going to look a little bit different. So at this point, right, you already should have kind of answered the question of what am I going to start studying and then what's my duration going to look like? And then the next thing to kind of think about when we're thinking about kind of your broad schedule is also where is your day off going to be? With this exam, we're, again, very tempted to say, I'm going to study all day, every day. But I find that it's really, really helpful for my students to have a designated day off. And there's a few reasons for this. Number one, we cannot study every day. This exam cannot take over your entire life, right? We also need to think about mental health. If this is, if you're spending every day stressing over this exam, hearing Gene Inman's voice, right, this isn't a good thing for anyone. So having a day off and going, that's my day where that's me time. I don't think about the exam. I don't talk about the exam. It's just good for mental health. It also gives you something to look forward to too and say, you know what? I need to get my studying done because I have Friday off. I can't wait. So if I want to get through domain one this week, I really need to kind of move through it because I want to be able to take Friday off. So it gives you something to look forward to good for your mental health. The other reason I like my students to have a day off is it gives your schedule wiggle room. No matter how much you try with this exam to clear out your whole schedule, to say this is the only thing I'm doing, there's always something happening. It could be, you know, your car tires popped and now you're in the auto shop. 
It could be you got COVID and you're feeling really down. You know, it could be I've had students with parents who pass away, you know, that they get a new job. So they have to start that. There's all sorts of happy and sad, you know, reasons why we might need a pause. And so having that extra day off allows you to go, okay, well, I couldn't get anything done Monday. So I'm going to shift myself, you know, and use, let's say I had Saturday off, use Saturday as kind of a makeup day as well. So at this point, right, we've said, when am I going to start studying? How long is that duration going to be? And then also, when is my day off going to be? And that's kind of like your starting point. And I recommend kind of putting it on a little counter and saying, okay, this is what, you know, my time looks like. And then the next thing to layer on is thinking about what activities you're going to do because we got the when and but then we need to think about the what because if you're telling me oh yeah Dana on Tuesdays I'm going to study from this time to this time my next question to you is going to be what are you going to do because I don't want 20 minutes of your valuable study time to be kind of like figuring out what you want to do. So I find it's really, really helpful for my students to assign activities. Now, people who are doing any of my programs, right, we're saying, you know, activities like watch this video, take notes, review this study guide, you know, do this homework assignment, you know, go over pocket prep questions, you know, watch the Facebook Live, but really kind of think about an activity because having some sort of activity kind of assigned to your stadium really helps you to be doing active learning. Of course, there is also, you know, a role for passive learning of, you know, just watching, you know, a video or reading the Gene Inman, but you want to assign, well, what am I going to be doing? So I have a lot of students who they're like, okay, well, you know, Monday and Tuesday, I read the section I'm covering in the Gene Inman, you know, then I do my homework assignments, then I come to the Wednesday night tutoring class, then I watch the Facebook Live. So again, kind of assigning different things and what those activities are going to be is really going to depend what study materials you have, what topics you're going through to, and what tutoring program you're in. If you're in one. But kind of having the when and what taken care of is really, really helpful to your studying so that you can stick to it. And once you've kind of looked at this, this is also when I want you to look at your time frame too. I have a lot of students who enroll in my signature self-paced course, which is my largest recorded um, tutoring course. And there's a three-week version, which a lot of people, you know, like to do because, you know, some people only need that. And for a lot of people too, they're saying, oh, perfect. This is the lowest price. I, I'll make it through. And I would say in about 50% of my students who get the three-week version, they end up emailing me to extend because they're going, I just don't have enough hours in the day to actually, you know, watch the videos, take notes and do homework when I'm working full time. So if you're finding a study schedule that works for you, it's allowing you to retain the information, you're moving through the material and it's at a slower pace than what you thought, that is totally fine because it's so much better to push your exam a week or two weeks than to rush through all the material. And so doing a realistic study schedule is really helpful because sometimes that's the best way for my students to realize I'm moving through at a pace that's good, it's comfortable to me, but I, I'm not gonna be done by my test date. 
and we push back their exam again by like a week or two and that is what allows them to be successful because we're finally moving at a pace we're not rushing we're not going too slow but we're moving at a pace that works really well for them so again if your schedule is working and you need are not going to finish your material by exam date definitely consider moving it out so now that you have kind of an idea of how to be making your study schedule my next tip for you would to be to test this out because we want to see how it looks again we are trying to be very realistic here but even you know making the most realistic schedule it looks very different in real life than it does on paper so once you've kind of listened to this episode done this exercise i would really encourage you to give it a week test it out because you want to iron out those kinks and you might realize oh wow on Wednesdays I'm coming to the small group tutoring class so that is actually an hour of my time and I only blocked myself two hours that day so I can't get through as much as I want or you know I thought I was going to study on Sunday mornings but because I'm going to church it's actually better if I take Sundays off and then make Saturday my study day and It's going to look different for everyone. No one is at the same pace. No one has the exact same schedule. So do not be afraid to have your schedule look very different than someone else. Again, the best schedule is what's going to work for you. So I hope that this exercise was helpful in helping you to think about those important questions to make a schedule again there's no one size fits all definitely if you're more of a visual person definitely check the show notes underneath the episode and sign up for my free rd exam prep class that class has some graphic visuals of schedules for different students so it can give you a little bit better of an idea of what a schedule might physically look like that course is also great to go over the structure of the exam common mistakes and my favorite tips so if you haven't already taken it definitely check that class out and don't forget that there's lots of resources that i offer from recorded courses to group tutoring to private sessions including study assessments which include me going over all of these important questions with you, seeing where you are in your exam setting and making you a customized schedule. So definitely head over to danajfnutrition.com slash tutoring to learn more about that. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Don't forget to give us a follow and write a review on Apple Podcast if you're enjoying the podcast because that's the best way for people to find us. Until next time, thanks.